Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Friday, August 11th, 2023. Today's poem is by the great Irish poet Seamus Haney, and it comes from Haney's first collection of published poetry, Death of Naturalist, uh, 1966. And what's remarkable about Haney is that he's still... Uh, this is still one of his best known works. Often poets uh, limp out with a uh, an introductory collection of poetry that uh, establishes their bona fides, but also you know helps them sort of pay their dues while they uh, hone their craft. In fact, many of the poets that we uh, feature on the daily poem uh, really don't come into their own until about midway through their publishing career. Uh, Haney is. Uh, remarkable in that he started good and stayed good. So it is my pleasure to prevent, uh, present uh, one of his early oldies but goodies, Blackberry Picking. I will read the poem once, offer a few comments upon it, and then read it one more time. This is Blackberry Picking by Seamus Haney. Late August Given heavy rain and sun for a full week, the blackberries would ripen. At first, just one, a glossy purple clot, among others, red, green, hard as a knot. You ate that first one, and its flesh was sweet, like thickened wine. Summer's blood was in it, leaving stains upon the tongue and lust for picking. Then red ones inked up, and that hunger sent us out with milk cans, pea tins, jam pots, where briars scratched and wet grass bleached our boots. Round hayfields, cornfields, and potato drills, we trekked and picked until the cans were full, until the tinkling bottom had been covered with green ones, and on top, big dark blobs burned like a plate of eyes. Our hands were peppered with thorn pricks, our palms sticky as bluebeards. We hoarded the fresh berries in the byre, but when the bath was filled, we found a fur, a rat-gray fungus glutting on our cash. The juice was stinking, too. Once off the bush, the fruit fermented. Sweet flesh would turn sour. I always felt like crying. It wasn't fair, but all the lovely canfuls smelt of rot. Each year, I hoped they'd keep, knew they would not. This is a poem that takes a turn. <laughs> uh, it begins innocently enough, uh, as most associations with summer do. Summer is the, the season of youth and optimism. There is this sort of transformation, this slow uh, induction into the life of summer as one berry comes ripe and tempts us to go looking for others. And finally, uh, the change in the fruit is widespread. And so you go hunting uh, cans and buckets full. I I assume because, because this was Haney's childhood experience and because it was my childhood experience that this is universal. Maybe not. Uh, or maybe your fruit was not blackberries, but dewberries or loganberries or salmonberries or if you uh, grew up in the northwest like me huckleberries or marionberries uh, or peaches or crab apples or 
who knows? But I assume that for most children, uh, there is a, a time in their life when they are free and outside and hunting for fresh wild fruit. And there's something lively about it. You ate that first one and its flesh was sweet, like thickened wine. Summer's blood was in it, leaving stains upon the tongue and lust for picking. And Heaney weaves together this mystifying knot in those couple of lines. Uh, all of these word and picture associations that are uh, uncomfortably mashed up next to one another. Wine and blood sandwiched together in the same line makes us think of uh, some kind of Eucharistic sacrament. Uh, and then lust uh, complicates that image. And there's a sense of uh, wrongdoing uh, in this desire. The innocence begins to uh, complicate if it doesn't vanish altogether, altogether just yet. Uh, and then uh, it's at that point in the poem, about two-thirds, that uh, desire begins to run away with us and we're no longer content with the fruit we can uh, pick in the moment but we start to fill cans tins pots more presumably than we could eat uh, i suppose john locke would have a field day with a poem like this uh, and then and this is confirmed by the fact that uh, whoever's doing this picking begins even to pick the unripe berries there's this kind of frenzy uh, that snatches even the hard green ones that a few lines before were undesirable and uh, not ready for picking. And now we don't care. Uh, and then uh, Haney drops in this reference to Bluebeard, which if you're not a uh, reader of fairy tales, uh, well, you should be. Uh, or perhaps you haven't made it to the deep cuts yet. And uh, Bluebeard is definitely not one of those um, uh golden oldies. <laughs> you may be perfectly familiar with Little Red Riding Hood and Hansel and Gretel and not yet had the pleasure of making Bluebeard's acquaintance. But Bluebeard is really uh, a really appropriate illusion here. Uh, there's something Edenic about summer berry picking, uh, but temptation and lust have entered into the garden and uh, there's a uh, there's a, a problem now and paradise is threatened. Uh, and in the fairy tale of Bluebeard, uh, Bluebeard is this uh, enigmatic fellow who proposes to and marries a young woman and whisks her away to his castle. And he tells her that the entirety of his castle is open to her. She may go anywhere she likes, but there's one locked room that she may never enter. Shortly thereafter, Bluebeard goes away on a trip and he tells his wife, I give it over to you the keys of the castle. But I must remind you, never, ever to enter the locked room. And if you do, I will know. And Bluebeard has been a kind husband, an attentive husband. Uh, his wife has no reason to uh, suspect him of anything but the best intentions, but she cannot get over this mysterious and unexplained prohibition. Uh, when we are told no and not told why, ooh, we, <laughs> uh, we struggle with that. Right, that's the human condition. 
So eventually, you can imagine, she uh, is wandering through the castle one day and happens by the locked room and says, hmm, yeah, I'm going to have to open this room. As soon as she turns the key in the lock and the door cracks open, uh, blood oozes out from under and around the door. And and mysteriously, mystically, inexplicably, her hands are immediately covered with blood uh, as if it's oozed out of the lock and the door itself. Granted, naturally, she uh, she runs uh, not without uh, not before getting a glimpse of uh, what the room contains. And it seems to be uh, the remains of Bluebeard's many disobedient wives who have come before and been killed for disobeying the same uh, commandment. Uh, She flees, tries to clean herself up, hides her bloody clothes. Uh, But when Bluebeard returns, he looks at her hands, which she has scrubbed so dutifully, and he knows immediately that the blood has touched her. (laughs) Well, I won't spoil the ending, but it doesn't end there. Uh, nevertheless, that's the that's the illusion that Haney wants us to be aware of uh, in picking these berries and uh, our hands to become sticky as Bluebeard's, uh, or maybe as Bluebeard's wife. Uh, we have blood on our hands now. There's an innocence that has vanished. And it's right about that time the fruit begins to spoil. And we are at the end of summer, or nearly so. Uh, and even if we're not astrologically uh, at the tail end of summer, uh, practically we are, as everyone uh, goes back to school or prepares to go back to school very soon. This is a change of life, not just for students and not just for teachers, but for uh, everyone who has, whose life is connected to that of students or teachers. Uh, And so the world's uh, going through a seasonal change right now that's fundamental. Uh, For some, uh, including uh, one of my own children, this might be the first time they go off to school. And there's a kind of, uh, there's a kind of freedom and childlike joy that uh, I I worry will vanish from him after he's, after he's uh, subjected to school for too long. That's not to speak ill of of our school, where I also uh, teach and I'm an administrator. Uh, if there's possibly just one school on the planet where I would put my kids, and it's this one. Uh, but nevertheless, hopefully you know, you take my meaning. Uh, he can't go out at 1030 and frolic through the field of butterflies <laughs> the way he used to uh, when he was five. Uh, so I fear that there's that there will be something lost in that change, even though it's a it's a good uh, turning and, and change. We all have to um, become adults at some point. But part of us also wishes year after year that this youthful sweetness and life uh, that Haney has encased in the uh, analogy of the blueberry or the blackberry, rather, uh, we wish it would stay. We wish it would be ever young and ever sweet and ever blooming but we know it cannot. Here's blackberry picking one more time. Late August, 
Given heavy rain and sun for a full week, the blackberries would ripen. At first, just one, a glossy purple clot, among others, red, green, hard as a knot. You ate that first one, and its flesh was sweet, like thickened wine. Summer's blood was in it, leaving stains upon the tongue and lust for picking. Then red ones inked up, and that hunger sent us out with milk cans, pea tins, jam pots where briars scratched and wet grass bleached our boots. Round hayfields, cornfields, and potato drills, we trekked and picked until the cans were full, until the tinkling bottom had been covered with green ones, and on top, big dark blobs burned like a plate of eyes. Our hands were peppered with thorn pricks, our palms sticky as bluebeards. We hoarded the fresh berries in the byre, but when the bath was filled, we found a fur, a rat-gray fungus, glutting on our cash. The juice was stinking, too. Once off the bush, the fruit fermented. The sweet flesh would turn sour. I always felt like crying. It wasn't fair. But all the lovely canfuls smelt of rot. Each year, I hoped they'd keep. Knew they would not. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back Monday with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.